Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Tony Restel. How are you, Tony? I'm well indeed. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Oh, oh my pleasure. It's, it's great to have you here. You know, you're one of the prominent social media companies out there, and I'm grateful to have you on the show. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Tony is the founder of Social Hire. It's a leading UK social media marketing agency. So Tony and I, we're going to chit-chat now about what makes all this exciting. So I want to ask Tony one question. You know how much noise is out there with social media? Like every other person, you know, they, they, they're promoting that they offer social media marketing right, or social media management, um, Upwork, Fiverr, you know, everywhere you go. Um, can you kind of share what makes you guys unique? Yeah, I mean, thanks for, for the opportunity. And um, social media is such a, such a broad marketplace. You know, there's so many different areas of specialism, uh, and there's so many different degrees of doing social media. I mean, you know, if you put a post out on Facebook, well, yeah, you've done some social media, but, you know, has your business got anything to show for it? So where we focus as a business is working with B2B companies, uh, usually small businesses, um, more often than not in professional services space uh, or technology platforms. So we're usually working with companies that have a particular audience of business people that they want to get in front of and that they want to you know ultimately convert into meetings event attendees demo requests that, that kind of outcome uh and i think what really makes us stand out is you know our client retention and the fact that we don't uh tie people into long-term contracts so i've always believed that you know if you're getting people great results they're going to stay with you for a long time. So why do you need to tie them into a long-term contract? That just says you're not confident in your own abilities. Uh, and yeah, you know, everyone that's with us, we've got clients that have been with us for 10 years now, um, and they've all been free to to leave, uh, you know, w within a matter of a few weeks of starting work with us. So, mm -hmm. so you know, there are, there are tremendous amount of you know social media platforms, right? When it comes to one business, and it really depends on their niche and what they're actually selling to kind of focus on on the specific platform. But what would you say if a small business came to you and they're pretty, you know, for example, product based, for example, what would be your go to platform to help them grow? So the first thing I would really stress to anyone uh, thinking about doing this is you really need to focus. So each of the platforms takes an incredible amount of work and effort to really be exceptional on that platform. So it's easy to you know spread yourself thinly and you know be pretty amateurish on lots of platforms. 
Um, but as a business, you're actually going to get far better results. Um, it, you know, if you just focus on maybe the couple that are most suited to your business. Uh, we do more B two B services, so I wouldn't necessarily feel like I'm oh yeah the best right. place to talk about um, where to market yourself for products. But I mean, what we would always do if 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 we're talking to a potential new client and you know having a kickoff call onboarding, the first thing we would want to understand is what's the audience that they need to attract as a business in order to get the results they want. And mm -hmm. depending on the country that you're in, uh, depending on the type of business person that you're trying to reach, uh, you know, the answer there is going to be different each time. There is, you know, it's often uh, the case that LinkedIn will be, you know, a, a prominent site that people need to be on. Um, but there'll be times that, Twitter is more important or Facebook's more important or, you know, uh, just depends on the demographics you're targeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, LinkedIn is, is, is quite uh, expensive, right? On the, on their fees with the, with ads compared to the other platforms. Uh, that's certainly true. Um, a lot of the work that we do is organic. That's to say mm. you don't pay any advertising to get the okay. results. It's just doing what it's possible to do for no cost on the platforms. Um, but you're absolutely right. LinkedIn has, in terms of paid ads, two things that make it expensive. The first is probably more than any of the other social sites, it's the platform where big business feels it has to have a presence. And so you have those big ad dollar budgets chasing after uh, the ad space there. But secondly, actually, people don't spend as much time on LinkedIn as they do on other platforms. So to contrast that with Facebook, Facebook users are on Facebook way more per month. And you've got fewer big businesses you know, bidding up the price of ads there. So the combination of those two things means that, you know, LinkedIn is, is far, far more expensive uh, than Facebook, for example. And you said one thing about picking the platform, right? What you're on and what your mm -hmm. offer is, where your audience is hanging out. For me, like my choice is Instagram. I'm very comfortable with it, you know, and and the communication is easy. And I just direct people to Instagram and, and that's where I DM and that's where I do everything. So I completely agree with that. I do have presence in, in almost all the platforms, but my focus is Instagram. And that's a great suggestion because I see a lot of entrepreneurs that go in every, every platform they, they could think of, they sign up and they, they try to manage, but it is, it is, it is difficult uh, to keep up. Uh, with pace with with, uh, with all platforms um, so when you're talking about organic are you referring to you know doing your research about where your audience is such as Facebook groups and other groups LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups and participating in those groups and building relationships is that somewhat of a of an idea for organic outreach that would be, yeah, that would be one example, Shahid. So mm -hmm. organic is anything where you are not paying to yeah. get the visibility and the relationships that, that you're developing. Uh, so if you're on LinkedIn and you're connecting with people in your market, you know, that is organic. If you are mm -hmm. putting up a video 
on Instagram and you're not paying to advertise it, that's organic. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you start paying the platforms to have visibility, yeah. then that's no longer organic. Um, and what's interesting is that for a lot of small businesses, uh, you know, there's a lot can be achieved with organic social media, provided you have the focus on the right platforms for your business and, you know, provided you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And organic is, is vast, right? There's different things and different procedures or processes people can follow to grow, but it is time consuming, you know, for a small business, for entrepreneur, organic outreach or any organic effort takes time. So for you and your experience, what would be your number one suggestion to someone to kind of focus on when it comes to organic? A couple of different things that I would say there. The first is uh, you really need to engage someone to do your social media who understands yeah. your market. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to ex engage an external agency like mine, but you know, if you're going to employ someone or you're going to bring in a freelancer or whatever you might do, mm -hmm. um, I would always advise that you try to find, uh, you know, an employee, a freelancer, an agency, um, that knows how to get results in the specific space that you're in. Um, because the, Otherwise, you're into the realms of uh, trying to test, learn, test. So when, when we have you know, potential clients come to us, for example, we will vet what type of audience they are trying to appeal to, or what kind of outcomes they're looking to achieve from social media. And if that's a really close fit to what we know how to do and, and achieve, then obviously we'll, we'll be very keen to take them on as clients. But if there isn't that fit, we'll actually encourage them to go and find someone else to work with because I know in my heart of hearts you know we could do a decent job for them but we would have to spend several months testing learning testing to figure out how you get results for a business like theirs whereas someone else who's already done that you know they know how to hit the ground running uh, pretty much straight away so uh, so that would be one you know big bit of advice I would give to people um, and, you know, to get educated if you're not going, to, if you're going to try and do it yourself, um, because there's so many things you have to get right uh, on each of the platforms to ultimately get the results. Um, if you're just trying to figure it out as you go along, um, it may be free in terms of you're not paying anyone to do that. But, you know, six, nine months later, you're going to be looking back, scratching your head wondering why you haven't got any, you know, sales or hires or whatever to, to show for all the effort that you've been putting into this. Yeah, so true, Tony. And, and many people, many people in business do that route. I did myself. I didn't do it myself personally, but I, I would hire a VA, for example, tell them, you know, what to do and then train them. And the, the point is that it requires a lot of effort for trial and error. So in the long mm. term, you end up spending a lot more to get the results rather than if you go to someone, for example, like your firm, and you have a nice fit with them, 
you know, it's a good fit for both of you, which I respect a lot that what you just said. And if it's a good fit, you're honestly telling them, hey, listen, this is a whole run. I know exactly what to do with you. You know what I mean? They have no choice. You're going to want to uh, participate. It'll be a wise decision because it saved the time. But if it's not, you're going to tell them, you know what, I'm sorry. You might be able to find someone who's specific in your niche. That's, you know, that's that's great. And that brings us back to the point that you made earlier about all the different types of social media mm-hmm. there are and the different levels of service. You know, if you go out into the market just looking for someone who could put out some posts for you each week, mm-hmm. well, you know, then then anyone could do that for you. Any any of the people you might find on any of the platforms to engage as a social media, uh, you know, assistant, they could do that for you. And if that's all you want. That mm-hmm. your business is just going to look a little bit active when someone checks mm-hmm. you out, then fine. Um, no strategy behind it. Yeah, exactly. If your expectation is there's a certain you know outcome yeah. that you want from social media, then that takes things into a you know a totally different ballpark. And the funny thing is that many people in business feel that is enough. You know, posting consistently, being out there with with images and information and codes is enough to get people to contact. But nowadays, with all the noise, it is getting very difficult for, you know, people to kind of stand out from all the competition. You know, it's like you, you have to be doing a lot of different things. You have to be live. You have to do lives. You have to do webinars. You got to do so many different things. It's very active. Social media is very active. My next question now, when you find the right fit for your business, for you and the prospect and the client, do you create a package per head kind of situation that you say, okay, you know, I, I have a strategy for you, but I need three guys on this, or I need one guy on this or two. Like, is that how your structure works or is all inclusive in a package? Uh, so the way that our business works, we have flat fee packages. Um, okay. So people know each month what they're committing to spending with us. Um, but within that package, you get a certain number of options, which are effectively different activities that we could undertake for you each month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what that means is if you take you know 20 of our clients and you look at what is the strategy that we're implementing for each of them, each one of those clients will have a different strategy. Each one of them mm-hmm. will be undertaking a different set of activities for them each month. Um, but the amount they're paying uh, is is going to be the same, and they they know what that is. Um, and that's one of the beauties of doing organic social media rather than paid is, you know, because you're not putting big budgets into ad spend, uh, you, you haven't got this huge variability in what you might be uh, paying from one month to the next. Um, but Shahid, there was there was one thing I did want to say uh, in relation to your your earlier question about uh, you know what's one thing that I would recommend to people to do, and the thing I would really like to draw attention to, and I, I hope this is helpful to people out there, is we've seen two distinct ways that you can get results from social media, and they are really quite different. And so deciding from the outset which of these routes you're going to take, uh, you know, is, is really important to make that decision. And it's really important to then, you know, focus on the things that would help you achieve uh, that, that particular path. Um, 
and they're two different ways. And, and I, I, I've been reminded of it because you were talking about, you know, how difficult it is to get visibility and to all the noise that's out there and so on. Well, the two different ways of getting results. One is that your social media presence goes viral, that, you know, you are able to crack the code and you're able to get mass visibility for you and your business. And you get so much of the right kind of visibility that that starts producing a flow of inbound inquiries. Um, and that is certainly one way that you can get results on social media. Um, but it's also the hardest to achieve because, as you rightly say, there are so many people out there trying to get visibility for themselves that actually it's only a very, very small minority of, of business people and businesses that ever actually achieve that after they've set out to do that. Um, and that brings me on to the second way of doing things, which is to say, actually, we don't need a huge audience in our business to win lots of business from social media. All we need is to be really laser focused on building relationships with this small pool of our ideal clients and then turning those relationships and that audience into, you know, meetings or event bookings or demo requests, whatever it might be. And actually to go down that route is, is much easier to achieve that outcome. Uh, and it's also more certain. Uh, you know, if, if I were to train up a room of people today on, you know, how to go and try and make yourself a lot more visible and viral on social platforms, there might be one or two people in a room of, of 50 who might, you know, X months later really have achieved that and the rest wouldn't have achieved it. Whereas if I took that same set of people into a room and trained them up on, okay, here's how I would build an audience with your ideal prospects and just nurture that smaller group of people through social media, then I would expect most of the 50 people in the room to have got those results you know, a few months later. So mm -hmm. that's something I would really um, caution business owners listening to this or watching this, that uh, you've got those two options um, at the outset on social media and really deciding which of those you're going to go for, uh, you know, totally influences then everything else you do on social media afterwards. Mm. Well said, Tony. You, you hit my uh, sweet spot with uh, number two. Because uh, that was, initially it wasn't, but that's what it turned out to be uh, when I started this podcast. It, it, it turned into basically a networking podcast where I bring, you know, strategically bring my ideal clients and prospects on the show, build relationships, add value, even after the interview, add value. And then, mm. you know, casually where there's some synergy we work together because my podcast, you know, I build relationships and that's the whole platform. That's what this whole thing is all about is just growing with other people. I call it let's grow together. Right. And that's why we do the done for you podcast, because that is that that sweet spot that you're talking about. Number two is that where you can actually create that environment where you have the exact people in your close vicinity in your network. So I love that point. I can give you one really good example of that because we do loads yeah. of work with consulting firms. So, you know, okay. management consultancy, those kinds of companies. And if you think of 
bigger consultancies and, and often the smaller consultancies try and copy this, this, you know, they will try and publish some great reports, some great thought leadership, and they'll try and get that out in the market so much that they become perceived as the experts in mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. business area it is that consultancy serves. And then they hope that enough of the right business people will see that to mean that the phone starts ringing and the people want to to bring them in as their consultancy. And, and obviously that is one, one route you could take. But the alternative mm-hmm. is to say, you know, if we have a business breakfast four times a year and we get 50 of our ideal clients along to those business breakfasts, we're going to sell more consulting work than we could possibly handle in the space of a yeah. year. So uh, true. And, and so, you know, it's another example, very similar to the approach you're talking yeah. about with, with your podcast as well, um, yeah. that you just focus on how can I get the quality time with our ideal clients by using this medium. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. I love it. I love that whole structure. <laughs> I love the way you're thinking. You know, and that that creativity must seep through to the people that you work with. Now, my next question is, what are your favorite industries? Like, what do you, when a specific prospect comes to you at the door that puts a big smile on your face, like, I got you. You know, like, you got nothing to worry about. I got you, right? So who? What does that? what does that look like to you? What does the avatar look like to you? I'd say there's two things that get me really excited. So the first is when I'm talking to people that they are really wanting to learn from us and are receptive to what works and what doesn't work. So the flip side of that is, you know, a a prospect I'm going to have concerns about is as soon as I'm on the phone to them, they're telling me what they want us to do for them oh, uh, and dictating that you no, know we no. must be <laughs> doing this we must be doing that yeah. um because actually that is then we've then just become you know a commodity provider yeah. of can we freelancing for you cheaper than anyone else um whereas when someone comes on the call and they really want to soak up you know how do people get results in our industry? What do we need to be doing that we haven't been doing? Then that gets me really excited. And the second thing is um, that the business has a really clearly defined audience that they want to go after, and they have an outcome from social media that uh, is, uh, you know, I can see is readily achievable, or again, where they're willing to be you know, educated on what is and is not achievable. Let me give you another mm-hmm. example of that, um, if I mm-hmm. may. So Please. on our website, we have uh, we have our packages on our website. So mm-hmm. you can go on our website, you can pick a package, you can click the buy button, you can put in your credit card details, and you can be doing business with us without ever having spoken to us. Do you know, in 10 years of doing this, that has happened twice. Every other sale we have ever made has required someone to book in a call with us, mm-hmm. talk through with us, you know, how this could work for their business, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Now, the reason I share that as an example is if my desired outcome from social media was that people would go to our website, read all about us, and choose to buy without ever talking to us, 
then that's a completely unachievable outcome for social media because you know if that's hardly happened in 10 years mm-hmm. why would it suddenly start happening just because we got better at social media uh whereas if the outcome they're looking to achieve is something that's already happening in the business so in our business you know we have a, a constant flow of people wanting to book in a call and talk to us you know about their social media and what it would be like to work with us what kind of results we think we could get for them if you're going down that kind of path of something that you know already works in the business uh then yeah then that's really exciting because we know then it's just a numbers game if we get you you know x number of additional calls or x number of your ideal clients coming to your next business breakfast you know that is going to turn into business for you uh you know in the subsequent months man tony great stuff great stuff i'm impressed i like it um you know the the it's called the dunning kruger effect it can it can creep up and it affects most people, as the studies are showing. And you know, we we are around social media so much, and we play around with it so much. We watch so many YouTube videos and so many talks or, or podcasts about it, and we create this plan within that we know exactly what to do, and then we try to go and do it on our own. But there's so much strategy behind it that that it takes a long time, like experience like Tony has, that kind of years of experience to really understand and become an expert in something. You know, we just by hearing something, we feel like we know it. We can dictate the person, tell them, you know, do it this, this, this way. This is how I want to design it. Kind of defeats the purpose of going to an expert. So you got to kind of understand that effect and and go to experts, shorten the time and get things done so you can create an ROI right away. Um, I just wanted to share that with the audience. And Tony, I appreciate you, man. You're you're doing great things. You're helping businesses. You know, you're helping them grow. You're helping them to earn more money by what you provide. My uh, final question I wanted to ask you is what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it's, our, it's our question of our show. So when I was uh, in my university college days, uh, I went and did door-to-door selling in the United States for two summer holidays. And I had to sell school books essentially door to door to earn any money. If I didn't sell, I, I, you know, I wasn't on a salary. Um, and so that taught me, uh, well, it taught me sales, but it also taught me that most people aren't good at cold calling and uh, would much rather talk to people who want to talk to them uh, rather than have to go and knock on doors to, you know, to, to uncover opportunities. And uh, I'd say everything I've done in business since has been linked to that in the sense that um, I, I want to help business owners win lots of business without having to do that, you know, cold that. calling and things they don't like doing. Um so I'd like to think that my my sales is uh, is a superpower, but also more that experience of of door to door yes. selling and yeah. 
how that now makes me undertake both our own business, but also try and help all the businesses that we come into contact with. Mm. Well, Tony, great having you on the show. I appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate what you're doing. Keep at it. Keep growing. Um, help more businesses uh, globally. I, I presume is globally that you you take on clients or just UK. We work uh, across the English-speaking world, and actually yep. we do more business in the U.S. and Canada than anywhere yeah. else. I can believe that. Perfect. Thank you again for attending. If you have any final words, please go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say if anyone listening to this uh, has found it helpful and would like to have a chat, um, if you head to our website, uh, which is social-hire.com, um, you'll see a book a call tab there. You're very welcome to book in a call um, and happy to chat through, you know, what social media could look like for your business. Awesome. Thank you for that offer, Tony. That's great audience. You heard the man get in touch with him. You know, even if you feel like you know it and you feel like social media is your cup of tea. And if the results aren't matching, just step back, just take a step back and just ask yourself, you know, could this benefit me and my family? Should I get on a call? You know what I mean? So you just get on a call, talk to an expert, find out what's going on. Who knows? You might have the secret recipe to change your life, right? So why not meet with people? I love meeting with people. I, I do that very often. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for engaging and supporting, sharing, commenting. I, I, I love it. I love hearing from you guys. Appreciate you guys. Continue to attend, continue to subscribe and share and be part of this show. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Been a pleasure.